And we are live. Welcome back to the Content Swap Podcast. You are joined by Parker and... Aaliyah. And if you are new to the Content Swap Podcast, this is a podcast in which we assign each other a piece of content at the end of every episode, engage with it for the week, and then we reconvene right here on the podcast, right where you're at right now at this very moment, and we talk about it. But before we do, wait, 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 we like to give a little... You have so much energy. <laughs> I'm, I am trying to give myself a lot of energy right now because it is 8.45 p.m. And this is the last thing we were doing before bed. So at least you had the day off. So you I like did have the build day up off. the energy. I did have the day off. Today was MLK Day. I did not have the day off, unfortunately. Yes. Well, before we dive into the content, we like to provide a little life news update of things that have been going on with us for the past week. So before... Well, so let's just dive right into that. Uh, you want to take it away? Sure. Um, things going on with me. So I have recently started taking pole dancing classes, which has been a lot of fun. Um, but at the moment, the right side of my body feels like it's been hit by a truck. <laughs> I had a class yesterday and typically like in the first class that I took, I tried to learn all the moves using both sides of my body. So going in both directions and things like that. So I think it was more evened out, but I am now learning choreography because it is a like 10 week choreography class. Um, I'm learning the choreography that we will be doing. And I kind of stuck to basically like, it's like I used my left side, but that means that I use my right arm, if that makes sense. So I do all the moves going to the left, but my right arm is at the top of the pole holding most of my weight. Okay. And so, you know, at first, you know, after class, I was fine. I was dandy, whatever. But it is such a delayed soreness that comes to you. And like just now I like move my arm and it's like my tricep hurts, my bicep hurts, mm. my like rib cage hurts, <laughs> like everything hurts. Getting back into exercise kind of soreness that you just, yeah, but it's like, it's perpetual. It's so, I never have been, I hated doing like, even when I like was a frequent weightlifter, like at the gym in my undergrad days. I hated doing upper body. Like I only really like to do legs because I just, I don't know, I just love doing legs and I feel like I'm way stronger in my legs. And nat like naturally my arms look muscular even though they're super weak. But doing pole now, I'm like, dang, I really should have been doing <laughs> my arms at the gym because none of these muscles have been worked out and I'm so weak. And you're probably using muscles that no one ever don't regularly get used yeah. for any exercises yeah and so it's like things that i didn't know could hurt hurt yeah <laughs> oh that's always a good feeling though yeah yeah i mean it's i'm having a great time so i can't complain that much nice um other than that i really haven't been the only content i've been engaging with since we last spoke is the kardashians <laughs> nice nice very yes. nice i have been where i've been working on these like crochet projects which means that you know if i'm gonna watch content it has to be something i don't fully pay attention to because i am looking at the project that i'm making and so the other day i was just like you know what when's the last time i have seen anything about the kardashians because i do not keep up with them and i was like i'm just gonna throw it on it's you know some reality tv in the background and it has sucked me in. I'm not going to lie. Like, they know what they're doing. It has some sort of drug in it because now I'm invested in their lives, which <laughs> I don't want to be. There's, but. Not, there's not a literal <laughs> drug. It's just no. <laughs> the show itself is a drug. Yes. Got it. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? Why am I addicted to this TV show? But yeah, so I am currently keeping up with Kardashians and it's a fun time. And that's really all that. Well, what's I, I mean? You gotta with what you've seen. What's what is new with the Kardashians? At least as far as just 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 give the people a little tidbit of something of what's going on with the Kardashians. 
I mean, it's weird because like we all know, like you can't not keep up with the Kardashians. It's impossible in this day and age to not because they're everywhere. They're on your social media, even if you don't look at anything really relevant to them. Like they're just popping up everywhere. And so it's like I know I knew of these things when they were happening. So now but like now I'm watching it play out i guess from their perspective all right so so like for example kim is dating pete davidson in the season that i'm watching right right tristan right. cheated on chloe that. for the millionth time so but, what's something yeah. new that you learned about the kardashians watching it in the past week that chris had hip replacement <laughs> All right. Okay. See, this is that's the kind of good content you're getting from watching the Kardashians. Hip replacement. Go check it out. Yeah, Chris Jenner is so getting funny. a hip replacement. You're not going to see that on the news. That's so freaking funny. Yeah, that's that's what I've learned. And wow. stuff with Kendall, but no offense, I I find Kendall very boring. So, you know. I could go without. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> don't know a lot about her. I I learned that Kendall is flipping houses with her friend. So yes, that that's a new thing I learned. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, awesome. what's up with you? Uh yeah, I so I had the day off today, so I got to do a lot of just whatever I wanted, which was kind of a weird feeling. I woke up this morning feeling like I feel like there's something I'm supposed to be doing, and it it took me a second. I mean, it took me until like, I don't know, 10 o'clock to kind of get into the groove of like, I can do whatever I want. And it snowed today. So it was like, yeah, there's no good reason to be out of the house. It is all in the house stuff. Like that's perfect. Yeah. So I spent my day today playing Super Mario RPG on my Nintendo Switch and watching one piece the anime so i actually ended up finishing super mario rpg and then immediately started cooking dinner and then now we're recording this podcast so i literally just finished it and it was great i really enjoyed it and if anybody watches one piece i am on the dress rosa arc with Don Quixote do Flamingo. Did you get past that guy? That's like that guy. <laughs> that is a Caesar clown from the Punk Hazard arc. Yeah, we we got past. I'm finally past the Punk Hazard arc, and I'm finally <laughs> on the Dressrosa arc. But that guy is still around. Oh my god! But he's not laughing so yeah, much. <laughs> he's like he's a he's a captive now, and I do actually like how i didn't like that arc that we were stuck on for so long but um i do like how it's paying off in this arc of Mm -hmm. like oh yeah that character's still around this other character trafalgar law is still around and it's all very it's all very involved into like everything from that arc is very involved in like transitioning into this story but now there's like a lot more going on so it's like it's, there's there's like we're finishing up that thread then we're starting new threads and the new threads are like cropping up like old 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 but like really really interesting threads so it's just you know i'm having a good time with one piece right now let's put it nice. that way yeah um so that's pretty much how i spent my day today but i promised that i would give a little baldur's gate 3 update uh if i continued to play it last week i had said oh yeah i just started it and i kind of i don't i don't know what i think of it yet uh it's not quite clicking yet and i think i'm i think i played it two more times since then I've, I've i've picked it up for a total of like three different play sessions and at the end of this third play session i was like okay you know what this is pretty good um i've got at, at this point i think i've got all the cap- the main characters in my party i've got characters in my party that i like and some that i am like they're okay and i'm using all of the ones that i think are like cool characters but also really useful in combat uh the guy i've got a vampire named astarian he's like he's a really cool guy uh and then i got Shadowheart and uh oh i just got this uh i got i don't remember her name she's considered a red demon lady the demon lady she's a she's a tiefling which is basically a devil 
in Ooh, the world of Dungeons and Dragons. Um, <laughs> I don't remember her name because I just got her, but I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to use her. She's pretty cool. Yeah, she seemed pretty cool. So yeah, that's I'm rocking with that gang right now. I met this other devil guy named Raphael who was getting all up in my grill, but I was like, whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't really done anything in the game that I think would stand out from somebody else's gameplay experience. I will say the biggest thing that stood out was there was this, I guess, shed, so to speak, where loud noises were coming from, and I had the option to just, like, walk away or bust through, and I decided to bust through, which I really shouldn't have done because two, I guess, orc-like creatures were in the middle of a very uh, intimate moment, I will say. And I interrupted that, and they wanted to kill me, so I had uh, to kill. Yeah. I had to, yeah, <laughs> and so I had to kill them. You murdered them. <laughs> yeah, I did. How rude! I did, and nobody had any issues with it. It was just a thing that happened. Got some good weapons, maybe. I think I don't, or maybe it's just stuff to sell. Um, yeah, that was like a thing that happened. I was like, oh, that was a consequence of my choices, and that was kind of cool. I was I was just doing it out of curiosity. I was like, I just want to see what happens. Like, I saved beforehand, but then I got into this fight, and I was like, I'm totally going to die in this fight. But then I didn't die in the fight, and I was like, okay, that, let's carry on. That's the thing that I just did. So, yeah, it was fun. And then I just got into, like, a big encounter with, like, some wolves and some, some snipers, and it was tough, but I really enjoyed it. I've mostly just been doing, like, combat stuff. And I'm, it's finally starting to all make sense. Like, I'm really starting to get all the different systems. It's very complex, but I'm, I'm starting to understand, like, what degree of choice I actually have in everything that's shaking out. So, yeah, I'm going to keep playing that. I'm, I'm enjoying it. There's way too many things coming out uh, next month. So, I don't know. I'll probably take a break from it. But I'm hoping... I'm just going to set an intention to keep this as a game that I just keep playing and eventually will finish. So, yeah. Aside from that, now that I'm done with uh, Super Mario RPG, I'm going to play the new Prince of Persia game when it comes out on Thursday. <clears throat> on Thursday. Uh, that's pretty much all I have for my updates, but I think we should both quickly say something mm -hmm. about what we thought of the iron claw oh my gosh it had me in tears for like one i was crying the whole movie which was a struggle because i was trying not to loudly sob so i was just holding it all in which gave me a headache and then for like the whole car ride home i cried yeah <laughs> I like I couldn't get a read on you the whole time we were watching that movie. Like I, you had your uh, you had your hood up. I did because I think you were just comfier that way. Yeah, I always like put a, my hood up. You're wearing I... like a fuzzy hood. Yeah, so it, it looked comfortable. So yeah. I couldn't tell what was going on over there. Like you seemed stoic from where I was sitting. Oh my gosh, but, no. Uh, yeah, you were. Crying I was the whole time, literally. Apparently. You didn't see my hand go up a million times to wipe the literal tears that were just <laughs> rolling down my face. I had a I had an inkling of a feeling that it's, maybe you know like that was happening. You know when you're crying and you do the like the <laughs> like that kind of thing. <laughs> Like, that's what I was trying not to do. And, and it was so hard. I was struggling so hard. I was like, I I did not know anything about this family. I didn't know what to expect. I knew this was a wrestling movie. I am not even, like, I'm not big into wrestling. But I, but just by the, what the trailer looked like, I thought it would be really good. Like, going into it, I was like, I had high expectations for this movie. Yeah, A24. Exactly. It had some great actors in it. So I was really excited to see it. But yeah, it just had so much more to it than I thought was going to be a part of it. Like I said, I didn't know anything about this family, the real life family. And so, yeah, I was not expecting tragedy after freaking tragedy. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's not say more than. Well, yeah, I'm not going to say what, but um, yeah, it was just it was too much. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was fantastic, I thought, but it, it was a lot. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I thought it was great. Uh, the story, I, I kept saying what I'm telling people 
about my opinion is that I thought the story was great because I mean, you know, it's based on true events. Uh, and I thought the dialogue was great, but I thought that there could have been, they could have fleshed it out a little bit more in the actual moment to moment, like scenes that they use to portray the story. I personally just kind of wanted like a little bit more, like a little more, a little more meat on the bones. Uh, but I mean, overall, like the whole story is truly like like just you learn it for the first time and you're just like no way so i mean it it really is it really is a great film uh personally i i wish they had done like a four to six part limited series instead i think that could have really uh fleshed out everything really dive deep into i guess like the emotional investment into uh every every family member that uh is in that family so that was just my take but anyway um still a great movie definitely recommend going to go see it we we saw it a little late so yeah if uh if if the movie sounds interesting to you and you want to go see it uh definitely go check it out sooner rather than later because i don't i don't think it's playing in our area anymore i think we literally caught the last showing in our whole area so Mm -hmm. Uh, if you're somewhere more populated, you could probably still go see it. Yeah. All right. Well, shall we get into the assignments? Yeah. Am I up first for your assignment? Uh, I have no clue. I believe I am. Okay. Uh, so I was assigned the bling ring. Is it, it's the bling ring? Yeah. Yeah. I was assigned the bling ring, which came out in 2013. Is that correct? Sure. All right, let's roll with it. <laughs> so I was assigned The Bling Ring, which came out in 2013. Uh, this movie is also based on a true story in which some teenagers, I guess in like the late 2000s this happened. Yeah. So, some teenagers. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some teenagers that all, two of the, okay, it focuses on this group of four teenagers and some other teenagers, but primarily this core group of four teenagers that would basically figure out when certain celebrities were out of town because they all live in LA and they would just go to that celebrity's house. They would break in and not really break in, but they would just kind of like walk in and party at that uh famous person's house and maybe sometimes they would steal stuff maybe sometimes they would steal the car um (laughs) and they just kept doing it without any worries about consequences or repercussions and it all like they they primarily decide to rob paris hilton's house quite a few times mm-hmm. uh i think there was maybe somebody else in there yeah there was like paris hilton rachel bilson audrina patridge uh Lindsay lohan they robbed another person's house that from a show i don't remember like i don't remember what the show was and then apparently they tried to rob ashley T- this wasn't in the movie but they tried to rob ashley tisdales at some point but there was somebody who was like at the home so they obviously didn't go in there Got it. Well, eventually they get caught. So, <laughs> and then they all go to jail. <laughs> the end. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty simple. Um, yeah, it is. It is a pretty simple movie. What I did, what I did like about the movie was that it's got. It all takes place in L.A. I grew up in the state of California, and. It's just like the slang and the way of being, I guess, of these characters to me was very nostalgic of like when I was that age, mm-hmm. we used that slang in the like at one point they're uh, they're like, OK, uh, like bye guys. And then they go late and late was what we used to say for see you later. I don't, I, and I hadn't heard that in a long time, but we used to say that all the time, like late. Um, and oh God, there's one point where somebody says, like, that's so ill. And I, you know, I, that's kind of, that's maybe like before my, before my t- time. That's maybe like four years behind me, um, or ahead of me, I should say. Uh, never said ill, but yeah, it was just like little details like that that I was like, oh yeah, like, 
because I don't live in California anymore. But this, mm-hmm. this reminds me of living in California in a <laughs> lot of different ways. So, like, these, the two main characters that we focus on, I guess, if you can say that, I, it feels like it's mainly told from this one guy's perspective. I feel mm-hmm. like most of the focus is put on the guy of the group, mm-hmm. and the rest of the people in the group are these three girls. Uh, the guy becomes friends with this one girl at his high school, and I guess I guess they go to the... I wrote down, they go to the high school for kids who do crimes. Um, <laughs> like, he got kicked out of... It's an alternative of, high school. It's an alternative high school, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like a big alternative high school. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they... Uh, let's see... It's. I mean, yeah. It's just like the the classrooms are full of filled with uh, evil stereotypes. But we don't spend that much time at the high school because we just get straight to Robin. Um, they. Rob. <laughs> the I really liked the main guy, like, or at least the actor that played him. Mm-hmm. He uh, he was very chill, but he knows like his character just knows a lot about like fashion and nerdy kind of stuff. Uh, Kind of like me, I guess. I don't know. In some ways, I mean, he knew he knew a little bit. I'm, I'm not. Okay, wait. Let me back. <laughs> I was like, let I me back that anything whole, like let you. Me back that whole thing up. I don't think he's really anything like me. But um, I guess it was just like his chillness and just kind of like general knowing of random stuff that mm-hmm. was conveyed with like how he was making social connections. I was like, okay, like I feel. I understand that mm-hmm. he would know like all this different stuff about fashion, like Dolce and Gabbana or like, you know, Oh, like, Oh yeah. The look at what they're wearing and yada. Or like, Oh yeah. You'd look like this person doing this thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, you know, that's not me obviously. So mm-hmm. just take the whole, like me seeing myself in this character out of it. But he just has an interest. He just and has he's passionate about the interest. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess I'm not that special. <laughs> Uh, there was just something about him. I was like, oh, okay, like, this just kind of, I feel like I am seeing myself at times, but yeah. not in, in a different kind of way. Yeah. Uh, different interests, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I liked him and I kept thinking like, he reminds me of um, Stranger Things kid, the uh, Dustin, mm. the the one with the curly hair. Mm-hmm. I just kept thinking that. Like, oh, he reminds That's me of, weird. reminds me of the Stranger Things kid um that's interesting yeah honestly i don't have many more notes um the acting in this movie is horrendous <laughs> it's so they, bad like they it's so bad this is not a good movie no this is a very bad movie it's terrible like, this movie sucks yeah um but i kind of enjoyed that about yeah it. that's that's what makes it great it's a great bad movie yeah and so usually when i think of the bling ring because i i was familiar with this movie i think of emma watson because Emma Watson is in this movie. Have you? Can you name me a movie that's not Harry Potter or the Bling Ring that Emma Watson is in? Other than This is, this the, is end. the End, where she plays herself. <laughs> you couldn't do it. No. You couldn't do it. No. This is the End came oh, out wait, in 2013. Oh, wait, wasn't she Belle in Beauty and the Beast? <sighs> You're right. And you know what? I never saw that movie. But the whole time the trailers were coming out, yeah. I kept making fun of her acting. <laughs> Coming to the light. <laughs> <laughs> like my one of my notes here just says like this is the last time you, you're gonna see emma watson yeah. um but yeah i guess i guess beauty and the beast did was a thing that happened but yeah, yeah. i i really um you just i i haven't seen emma watson in so long she it's like she grew up with us and now yeah. she's gone yeah same with uh rupert grint Oh my gosh, I love him. Yeah, well, name me a non-Harry Potter movie that he's been in. He doesn't need to be in anything. He's, he just needs to be himself. He's the icon just on his own. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I don't, I guess. Um, so, Wasn't he in an Ed Sheeran music video? I'm pretty sure. That wouldn't surprise me. I mean, be I think, a good use of an actor for an Ed Sheeran music video. Yeah. So... Emma Watson is in this movie. So is uh, Taisa Farmiga. Mm-hmm. And they are like, they're sisters. They're not quite sisters, but they're, they have the same guardian, so to speak. So um, Emma Watson 
they live at Emma Watson's house, but Thaisa Farmiga, I, so I kind of forgot what her whole backstory was, but basically they took her in. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, quote unquote, sisters. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. Like they're, they're friends with the main guy and, and the girl. Uh, and they're just like, yeah, let's go rob. Like literally, Emma Watson literally has a line where she looks to her sister and she says, I want to rob. <laughs> <laughs> that like, took me out this, i was like what yeah in the world it's like this thing that we were doing right now is lame i want to go rob i want to rob and it's like you don't say that <laughs> you know people who go around i don't know robbing places they don't say i want to rob you know <laughs> i could really go for some robbing right now <laughs> I can't hang out with you right now. I'm about to go rob. Right. <laughs> it's so funny. I It's ridiculous. It's very ridiculous. Yeah. Um so, you know, that's a thing. It's like if you said um I don't not like instead of saying like I want to go smoke or something. Mm-hmm. Like you know how people say like oh you get stoned or mm-hmm. whatever. It's like saying I want to go stone. <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, in all fairness, this is a whole movie about teenagers doing dumb things. Yeah, <laughs> and so that's, that's a very dumb teenager thing to say. Like, it wouldn't be so far fetched if the Alexis Nears, 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 who Emma Watson plays, had actually said this. I mean, I don't think she did, but like, you know, if I heard a teen say that, I'd be like, oh, that's such a, that would be a teen thing to say. Yeah, no, it, no, okay. It's a very teen thing to say. <laughs> it's just, uh, I guess it's just a, ch- it's a matter of choice for what kind of movie you're making. So this movie's directed by Sofia Coppola, and I think this was kind of like one of the first things that she really, like, that was on my radar at least directed really not yeah. virgin suicides no i haven't seen that <gasps> wait what i need to add that to my list go add it to your list i like i've never even i'm really sad that now is. that the bling ring was your first experience of I hers because i, I love don't virgin think it, suicides. no i don't think it was my first experience of hers i just like uh-huh. when i think of her earliest film mm. this is what i think of really yeah I think of Virgin Suicides first, and then what's that, like, Marie Antoinette one or something like that? Wait, Kirsten Dunst? I mean, all of them have Kirsten Dunst in them. Literally, uh, this one does, too. She makes a cameo. Real? Oh, she does. Yeah, because she's in every Sofia Coppola movie. Oh, interesting. Uh, Yeah, no. I think it was Marie Antoinette. I have not seen that movie, but... Okay, but was that movie... Uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is that, like, this movie has a very low budget, and it's not that good... But there is a certain, like, choice about it mm-hmm. to kind of make it into that specific form of not good. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, like, intentional mm-hmm. in the choices of, like, Emma Watson saying, I want to rob. Yeah. Making that choice to have that character say this ridiculous line, it kind of, like, I guess grounds it. Yeah. To what people would actually say without uh, glamorizing their behavior. It doesn't glamorize their behavior at all. Mm-hmm. It's just very like, if like it feels like, I guess what it, it felt like I was watching people actually do this, mm-hmm. which was good in its own way, mm-hmm. but that doesn't necessarily make it into a cinematic experience. Like you go to the mm-hmm. cinema for things to be portrayed in a very cinematic way. And I think this could be used if I was like getting into a debate with somebody mm-hmm. about like what to what 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 we go to movies for, uh like should we depict things as being very realistic or should we depict things as being like much more played up and escapist uh for the sake of just making it into, you know, this big dramatized thing. Mm-hmm. I would use this as an argument point for saying like well they did it in this very kind of grounded way and it sucks (laughs) so (laughs) dang yeah uh sorry to say but um yeah i don't know maybe i don't know if that's um 
a symptom of how they filmed it or just a symptom of the story that they were actually telling being kind of a dumb one. So yeah, it's not, I mean, it's not a dumb story, but it's like a dumb teenagers doing dumb things. Yeah. Play that up in a realistic way. Just yeah. kind of come off like, wow, what, what idiots. It's ludicrous. It's yeah. just like ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think. Yeah, I feel like I feel like stripping it down and making it this very simple depiction of the events. Yeah, it's just like it further emphasizes like, wow, they really just went and robbed a bunch of people. These Mm -hmm. like little 17 year olds, 18 year olds, whatever, just like rob people like that's insane. (laughs) Like that in and of itself. Yeah, Yeah. that in and of itself is all you need to be like, what? (laughs) Like, how? Why? I will say at the beginning of the movie, like the first shot of the movie, uh, there's like, it's of a house where you see the driveway and then you see like, there's a little hill next to it and there's a gate in front of the driveway and then the gate continues on the little hill next to it uh, with a fence and they just step up onto the little hill and step over the fence and then they walk in, rob some stuff and they walk back out and it's like, how nobody nobody would have a fence that low or or maybe they do but it's just like you could see how these kids would just get wrapped up in robbing Mm -hmm. a place if that's the level of security an actual celebrity had i just remember watching it being like there's no way that that little gate was in front of this big house like no Mm -hmm. no way i mean i feel like it's i feel like it isn't that hard to get to celebrities homes like you think of like you go on if you go to california you can do like tours of people's homes and they just drive you through neighborhoods and they go that's miley cyrus's house that's this person's house that's this person's house and it's just like you could essentially just go up to their house like i mean obviously they might have a gate or whatever some people's homes are a little bit more i feel like private than other people's but some of them i'm like you really could just go up there. I mean, I remember going back to the Kardashians. I remember that episode way back in the day where like some crazy person delivered some like weird pizza to Kylie with like weird stuff on it that freaked her out. And she was like, oh my gosh, I need like to get security. And I'm, I don't know. I just feel like, especially back in the early 2000s, I don't, yeah. I don't think it would be that really that hard to, to do that. I think it's the fact that these kids were the ones that were caught for doing it. Yeah. That it's like, you know, it took it took them doing it for the security to now be, I guess, like yeah. amped up. Yeah. Uh, but before it was, you know, they thought to do that and they got away with it. And that uh, blows my mind. Yeah. It's crazy. Wow. Um, I don't really have any other notes on this. So do you want to go into like some facts on the movie? Yeah, sounds good. Um. So the film is based on a Vanity Fair 2010 article called The Suspects Wore Louboutins, written by Nancy Joe Sales. And if you had watched the reality TV show Pretty Wild, which was a reality TV show about Alexis Nears and her sister um, and just like their family. And basically the first episode of that reality TV show was she gets arrested uh, and the rest of the season's kind of like leading up to her trial. Um, the show is hilarious <laughs> and one of the most iconic scenes from the show. And this is like what introduced me to the bling ring and like what had happened way back when I was in high school, Tumblr days. That was my first oh, exposure. Man. Oh man. I know we're going way back. <laughs> Tumblr days. Opened up some old memories. I know Tumblr days. I found this story because <laughs> of the iconic clip of Alexis calling Nancy Joe and be like, Nancy Joe, this is Alexis Nears calling. And she has to keep like re-recording the voicemail because her mom keeps talking over her. Oh yeah, we did watch that clip, didn't <laughs> and we? And it's hilarious. It's so funny. Okay, wait, so Nancy Joe was from Vanity Fair. She wrote the article. She wrote an article, and then- yeah. And that was after Alexis Nears and her and her friends had gotten arrested. She wrote that article after interviewing Alexis Nears and her family. She and didn't then, just interview Alexis Nears. So she, the main guy character from this okay. movie, she also interviewed. Um, and I kind of like, because I had never read through the article. So before we started recording, I kind of like read through the article. 
it seems like the interview is mostly about him. It's mostly his perspective. Oh, okay. Um, and then they like also mention Alexis in it, but it's Alexis's story contradicts heavily with his story of what happened. And he, I guess they had interviewed Alexis first and, you know, shared what she said with him. And he's like, that is not true. Um, so the, the main guy in the story, he's the one who really kind of like tattled on everybody. So like once they get caught or whatever, because they have the security footage, he's like, all right, here's everything that we did. And just like lays it out, even confesses things that they weren't even like looking into. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he played yeah. the, he plays it very honest in the movie when, yeah. when they're asking him questions, he's just like, like you can kind of tell he's a good kid. Mm hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he just gave it all up. Yeah, he just, I was like, oh my gosh, rule number one, you don't snitch. <laughs> you do not say a word. Um, but yeah, but you know, he's a teen. So he just, he was like, here's what we did. Sorry that we did it. Um, so yeah, so the film pretty, pretty like one-to-one, uh, aligns with kind of what was written in that article. Oh, okay. Um, and so... One thing that I think is like kind of the downfall to the film is that we don't really get to know who these kids are during this moment, like during that time, Um, because I think there was a lot of complexities to who they were. But like we really just all we focus on is they rob these houses. Yeah, it's like they just kind of they crop up, they show up, they they say, hey, good to meet you. Mm -hmm. Let's go. I want to rob and then they go robin and mm-hmm. like that's it yeah exactly so i wish it would have delved into them a little bit more even if it didn't do every character maybe you know you know your main two people um i say character they're real people but you know what i mean um yeah the whole time when whenever they go robbing <laughs> sorry <laughs> whenever they're out robbing when they go robbing getting their rob on um <laughs> He's he's always the one that's like we need to get out of here. Like he's always the he's, yeah, the he's paranoid very stressed one. So about they're it, yeah. it's kind of like they're they're playing him up as like the you know the one with he the has, morality. Yeah, he has a guilty conscience. Yeah, yeah. Um, with morals, I mean <laughs> the one with yeah he has he has morality. <laughs> he uh, no yeah he's got he's got good morals. Yes, yes, that's what I meant. He's just looking for friends. Yeah, to fit in. Um, so yeah, so another fun fact. So the website that they would search, this is like a fact about this was shown in the movie, but also this was like part of the real story too. Um, the website that they would search for celebrities addresses was called celebrity address Ariel, which I, you know, went to that address and it is still an existing website. Um, I'm not sure if it's the same as it was back then. And also I felt very creepy. And so I didn't play around on it to see anybody's address because that just felt like such an invasion of privacy. Yeah. So I don't really know how it works on the front page. It just like says like, you know, this is what this website is. You can find celebrities homes. There was a whole long essay on the front and I didn't take the time to read it. I just wanted to see if it still existed. So it does. Um, I don't recommend going on there Creepy. to find people's houses. Yeah, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> um, another fun fact kind of about the story overall, which I think was mentioned in the film, is that the group had stolen about $3 million total in luxury items. So that includes jewelry, clothes, etc. Um, Emma Watson said that she researched her role by watching a ton of reality TV, including The Hills, Keeping Up with Kardashians, um, and Pretty Wild, which, like I said, was the one season reality show of Alexis Nears, who is a part of the bling ring. Um, and so Emma Watson mentioned that she like studied their body language, how they acted around other people. And then I don't know how true she's this overdoing is. it. I know. I don't in know. In the movie. She's, she's overdoing it. Oh, she's she ruins the movie. <laughs> she's i'm so first off she's got an american accent which is like rough you grow up your whole life watching her in these british films and now suddenly she's got an american accent and she's doing a terrible job yeah it's It's like like, you you feel her struggling to say things without the accent right her british accent right like she doesn't know how to emphasize different syllables based on like how a human american person talks i guess (laughs) yeah it's it's quite wild yeah she needed to work on that accent yeah but fun fun to watch still fun still fun yeah 
Um, my last fact is that there is a Netflix documentary called The Real Bling Ring, Hollywood Heist, and it has members of the Bling Ring, like, currently. I think that it came out in 2022. Okay. Um, and so they interviewed them, like, now um, and talk about, you know, what happened and everything like that. So I'd be interested to watch it to kind of see where they're at now. I know the only person I really know about is Alexis and, like, she is now sober. She was really struggling with like substance abuse during that time, which is like another thing that I'm like, that could have been in the movie. Oh yeah. Um, I, I totally. For, yeah. It's all coming back to me. We yeah. watched this like a week ago. So yeah. Or no, it was four days ago. Whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I just kind of forgot a lot of this movie. Yeah. They get into all kinds of mess. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I I don't know if that documentary is any good, but maybe check it out if oh, you're might, interested. Might check it out. Yep. And that is all that I have. Okay. Shall we move on? Yeah, let's move on. Overall, a solid content <laughs> swap assignment. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed the yeah, bad movie. Uh, yeah. I had, I had a ton of fun watching it. Yeah. All right. Let's do right. my movie. Yes. So I was assigned Memories of Murder, which came out in 2003. Yep. Um, and this is directed by the same guy who did Parasite. Is that what she said? Bong Joon-ho. Yes. Um, this is a Korean film. Yes. So essentially, this story is about two police officers in South Korea during 18... Night, sorry. <laughs> in 1986. Um, and they are trying to catch a serial killer who has been murdering a bunch of women and also doing some other bad things that I won't get into detail about. Um, and so each of these men have kind of their own way of solving the case. Like one guy, he's like, I just look into the eyes of people and then I know if they did it, which like he is wrong every time. <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> the yeah. other guy is a little bit more logical and like follow some actual clues before jumping to conclusions about people. Um but yeah, but because... And then there's a third guy that just kicks people. Yeah, he just beats people up. He's awful. <laughs> um, but it's mostly about these two guys. The third guy's kind of like the sidekick. Yeah. Um, but because these two guys are like both trying to solve this case, but they both have their own unique methods of doing so, they butt heads a lot and end up getting into fights, which then just further prevents them from actually finding the guy uh, who is committing these crimes. So by the end of the movie, they never actually figure out who did it. They had the suspect that they like really thought it was. But when DNA results came back, it was like, he's not it. And that was kind of like their last lead. Um, and so, yeah, it's just like the movie has such an unsatisfying ending because it's like, well, the guy's still out there. And that's what you're left with. <laughs> um so yeah, so in terms of my thoughts about this movie, I thought this movie was good. I think I was expecting something more bone chilling. Ooh, yeah. Then like kind of like, like Parasite was very bone chilling to me. Like I was like, I had nightmares after uh -huh. we watched it. Uh -huh. um, this movie was not so much that. <laughs> this movie was just like unsatisfying. It's like, I wish they caught the guy. Like, I don't know. Well, you can't change real life. <laughs> Wait, is this based on a true story? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this, wow. is, this is based on a, a, a real-life event uh, in the 1980s where there was a string of serial murders that in, mostly involved women. And, uh, yeah, it was, like, it was, like, the first, like, serial killer in Korea. Wow. Yeah. I didn't. I might have said that at the beginning of the movie. I just don't remember. No, did it, did, it, it didn't. Oh, it gotcha. Didn't. But uh, yeah, no, this is all based on true events. Wow, that's crazy. So that's yeah. why, that's why, mm -hmm. you know, there it has that unsatisfying ending. Yeah. Of you know they don't find the guy. Yeah. Um, the last scene of the movie. Uh huh. Can you talk about that? Yeah, so the last scene of the movie, it basically time jumps to 2005. 2003. Sorry, 2003. <laughs> Present day. Yes. Um, and one of the main police officer guys, he now has a new job. He's no longer a police officer. Uh, but he stops at this location where kind of like the first woman was found. 
Um, and he goes, and she was found in like this, um, like what do you call it? Like a storm drain? Yeah, like a storm drain type of thing. And so he, I don't, for what reason, I don't know, but he go, he decides to just look in it and he's looking in it. He's just like remembering, you know, that day. And this little girl comes up and is like, what are you doing? Why are you looking in that hole? And he's like, oh, you know, no reason. And she's like, well, that's weird because somebody else was also looking in the hole. And I asked them the same question. And the guy's like, well, what did that person say? And she's like, that person told me that they were just looking in it because they did something there a while ago. And so the guy, so the police officer guy, who's no longer a police officer, is like, oh, snap. It was the killer. Like, she saw the killer. So he's like, you know, what does he look like? And she's like, ordinary, <laughs> like a regular <laughs> man. I don't know. And yeah, so, plain. <laughs> yeah. And so then he's like, oh, this guy's still out here. Who knows what he'll do? And then it ends. Yeah. He, I mean, also, he doesn't say that. He just looks into the camera. Yes. Sad. He looks into the camera. Exactly. So that last scene of the movie was birthed from a Bong Joon-ho's idea that the killer would be watching the movie. So mm. when Detective Park, that's the character's name, looks directly at the camera, he's like looking at the killer in the audience. It's like a way of saying like the, yeah, the guy looked plain. He looked ordinary as a way of saying it you could know be any of it us. could be any of us exactly and you know he looks into the camera and it's like you know now the killer the killer maybe is watching the movie and mm. like oh he's looking at me mm-hmm. um but for the rest of us it's like oh man yeah somebody around me could be the killer and i wouldn't even know oh my gosh i would hate to think that <laughs> well that's the that's the point of the ending i guess yeah. that's that's how they turn the unsatisfaction of not having found the killer into something a little more satisfying of an Mm -hmm. ending Mm -hmm. when it's based on true events and they never actually found the guy yeah got you yeah i mean i think that's all my thoughts like i found all the characters to be well now i know they're real people so i apologize for what i'm about to say but before i knew they were real people i found them all to be pretty unlikable (laughs) well they're not exactly all real people i'll get into it in a second but yes i don't think they're supposed to be like (laughs) yeah i mean i guess like it's like on the one hand it's like i have a hard time rooting for them because like they kind of suck but at the same time i like really want to like find the obviously like bring justice to these women so you are rooting for them just naturally because of that you're like find the person but just like all the shenanigans along the way i'm like Come on now. Get yeah, it together. Like, Get it to freaking They're together. like idiots and they're, yeah. they're falsely accusing people. They're like to, harming people, like torturing people. Torturing people into give, like giving fake confessions. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't yeah, do that. Not Don't how do you, that. It's not how you solve a murder. Yeah. 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 So it's, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a lot visually. So you know it can be a little bit tough to stomach you do see depictions of the women which is hard um but yeah but i don't know i thought since you kind of primed me by saying like you know this is a director from parasite i was like ooh, i'm in for something that's gonna really yeah, really do something it's a movie he made 16 <laughs> years before parasite you know it was like his second feature film ever yeah uh that i mean being- that's fair that being said, uh, this is this movie is listed on the uh, top 250 on IMDb. Where do you think it placed? Or is currently placed as of the time of recording? Where do you think it is? Mm, 82. Uh, 193. Wow. Yeah. 82. <laughs> I don't know. That's a little... I know. That's, that's a high ranking. Well, I was going to put it at one something, but then I was like, maybe that seems harsh. Maybe. I feel like anytime you ask me that, it's always way higher than I think. No, yeah. This one was 193. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like 90 and you're like, it's 10. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, yeah. So it is based on real murders that happened in Korea in the 80s. There was a play called Come See Me that dramatized the events of the murders, and Bong Joon-ho drew a lot of inspiration from that. He also apparently based 
the look of that time on a graphic novel called From Hell that was written by Alan Moore, who is the famous author of things like Batman the Killing Joke, Watchmen, V for Vendetta. Uh, But From Hell was a book that followed Jack the Ripper. So I guess he kind of like took the, I guess, like feel of the environments from that and used it to kind of inspire the feel of the environments of, you know, this time where all these murders are happening in this like small town in Korea. Um, the, what was I going to say? Um, oh gosh, I kind of forgot what I was going to say. Um, yeah, mur- murders happened. Oh, no, okay, I remember what I was going to say. Um, yeah, so th- it's not exactly based on, like, the characters themselves. It doesn't seem like the characters themselves are, like, based on any specific people. It's kind of like they're an amalgamation of a group of people. Yeah. So, for example, the uh in 2019 eight of the original investigators were arrested and charged with several crimes uh for falsely accusing uh a whole bunch of people yeah and four suspects that they falsely accused and tortured during this investigation uh supposedly trigger warning if if we didn't do that already uh, supposedly four of the suspects um, committed suicide. Oh my gosh. Like, later on. But it's, you know, it was supposedly cited as, like, you know, due to all these false accusations and, you know, torture by the police uh, during the investigation. I mean, one guy that they're chasing down in the movie, like, literally gets killed while yeah. they're chasing him down. Like, he, it's like an accident. But it's still like it's so sad. Yeah, it was like it was you know it's it's super sad. I mean, um, can you imagine getting like you get falsely accused for something for something even if they determine like oh you're not the person, like I'm sure that still skews people's perception of you. Like it's like now you've been a part of this thing and like people how like how can people not see you for this incident? You know, like that's got to be so rough. Yeah. And that's so unfair. Yeah. And that's why, that's why, you know, 30 plus years later, eight of the original investigators were arrested and charged with several crimes. Yeah. Um, all right. What are some other facts I got here? Bong Joon-ho spent six, like he spent a year writing this movie, but the first six months he literally just spent researching. He like, did, he didn't even write a single line of dialogue. Uh, he just researched for six months and then he spent six months writing it so another fact that i have is that in real life the so the first at least based on this note that i found at least the first and last victims at least were much like older than they're depicted in the movie like in the in the movie they're all depicted as like young women um in real life the first and last last victims were like 71 and 69 so was one of them a child like it was in the movie i don't i didn't look into that but the um the real murderer was finally caught in 2019 the Um, real murderer the real murderer like in real life yeah 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 Thank goodness. Yeah, yeah. The real, the actual murderer that this, like, you know, from the murders in the 80s in Korea was, that this movie is based on, uh, was caught in 2019, found through DNA evidence. Uh, he, conf- he ended up confessing to the 10 murders. He, there was 10 murders in total. I think in the movie there's only maybe six or seven depicted, mm-hmm. but there was 10 in total that they knew about he also confessed to four additional murders yeah um but he couldn't be convicted due to a statute of limitations of 15 years i was just gonna say yep can they even charge him but he is already serving a life sentence for murdering his sister-in-law in 1994 oh my gosh yeah this man did not stop yeah and apparently he did watch the movie and he said he had no feeling or emotion towards it. 
that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, at that point, after you've murdered a million people, you wouldn't feel anything about anything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You'd just be completely desensitized. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I gotta say, though, that guy that they, like, really thought did it, like, in the movie, that last guy that they... That they really thought did it, but they were like, oh, we're just, we're not sure, like so we just gotta let him go. Yeah. Like when I was watching the movie, both times I I, I first watched this movie like ten years ago, um, and I couldn't I didn't really remember it other than like yeah it was a really good movie, uh, but even watching it, I think it was last night we were watching it. I was like that guy did it. I think he did it. At least the way that the that yeah. he's depicted in the movie, I'm like that guy definitely did it. But I thought um, it was that police officer dude, the sidekick. You thought it was... Th- no. Even in my notes, I said... Before you just told me it was a true story, in my notes, I said, I still think he did it. Because <laughs> there's this scene... There's this scene where the dude, like... First of all, the dude goes on a rampage at a restaurant and is, like, beating up everybody, including women. And yeah. uh, one of the people who they thought initially was a suspect like sees this happening, comes in and, like, hits him in the leg and, like, a nail gets stuck in his leg. So yeah. he has to go to the hospital because you know tetanus tetanus um he he has to go to the hospital and he ends up like going through surgery to get the lower half of his leg amputated um but there is a there's a moment where the main guy who kind of worked more closely with him he looks at him in like a suspicious way like he it's like his face is very the way he looks at him and they look at each other is like this moment of suspicion which maybe I'm just I was maybe, misinterpreting it. But. Maybe that was intentional because yeah. you know when they made the movie they didn't know who did it. Yeah. So you know, at that point it could have been anybody. Yeah. If there was a whole bunch of if eight investigators were arrested for you know yeah getting falsely accusing people and torturing people yeah like they were trying really hard to pin this on somebody exactly that's why it when the movie was playing i was like it makes perfect sense for it to be one of the officers because they're always gonna be one step ahead of the officers they know what they're doing Mm -hmm. they can go do the things come back to work and be like it was this guy you know like (laughs) it just made sense to me so i really thought it was that man but i guess not (laughs) <laughs> nope. Dang. Um all right, some some final some final wrap up facts that I have here. Uh the main guy, the main detective, he has this woman uh, he has this female relationship. Mm-hmm. Um at first I was like, that's not his wife. Then I was like, oh no, it's definitely his wife. Turns out not his wife. I didn't think it was his wife. I just uh. thought it was a partner. No, she's. Uh, was it his sister? No, she's more of a uh, you, you, a frequenter of the red light district. Uh, like a sex worker? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. She's a sex worker. That's that's a good way of putting it. Oh my yeah, gosh. yeah, goodness. Uh, but I guess they just had like a relationship, so to speak. Yeah. Um, to each his own. That was literally a piece of trivia that I read. It was like many people think that she is his wife. In fact, she is not. She is a sex worker. Yeah. So, but then at the end, don't they like have kids? Uh, yeah, it's depicted that way. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, it's. I mean, he's not based on a specific person. Yeah. So you know, all of that is fiction in the first place. Yeah. But yeah, in the actual like context, of the story of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, she's not his actual wife. There's a scene where it's this the the woman we're talking about. She's like walking down a path ooh, in a ooh, dark forest ooh. and the killer is kind of lurking in the bushes like waiting to grab her. But then it's this like young middle school girl who passes her and she's going in the opposite direction. And so this, the killer is like Ooh, which one do I pick? And like, what a hard scene to watch because you're like, no, a child. But I also don't want this other woman to be taken. But I really don't want the child to be taken. And like, eventually the serial killer chooses the younger middle schooler, which is like so freaking sad. What a a good scene that was. Yeah. Um, It's just like, you don't know what. Just harrowing. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I honestly any any of those scenes where it was like the killer was lurking, 
I don't like a freaking cat. Those were those were very well done. Uh, yeah. Very creepy. Very creepy. Yeah. Uh, all right. Last couple of notes here. The actor that played Detective Sio, which is the second detective, I, I guess the. The, he's the more logical one. The more logical one. He's from he's from Seoul. He, you know, he uh, he's from the city. <laughs> he's from the city. He's got a. He's trying to yeah. He's trying to come at this from a like doing it by the book, I guess. Yeah. Whereas the main guy is kind of chaotic. Like, just chaotic. He's literally going. He's like to a I go based teller. on feeling. <laughs> yeah, he's going based on feeling. He literally goes to a fortune teller, buys. He buys like some I don't like know ink thing. Like, like ink thing where he puts dirt on it and it's like he's like this when is we gonna spill show this, me yeah when we spill this ink it's gonna show me the face of the murderer I'm like right. sir you right. are getting paid to do this <laughs> right. shenanigans please right. do your job correctly right so the actor that played the more logical one <laughs> uh, supposedly he ate and slept less to make his character seem distressed over the course of the case goodness yeah that's dedication uh my last and final fact here is that the whole reason i even watched this movie like nine or ten years ago was because it was on a list of quentin tarantino's favorite movies it was that's not shocking he did a list of like you know best top 25 movies to come out in the past like 20 or 30 years yeah. Uh, and this movie made the list. And I was like, what's that? I'm going to go check it out. That and makes sense. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool, it's cool. not a particular, it's not like a violent movie. Like you think of Tarantino no. and you're like violence, but no, it's not, it's not particularly like violent movie. It's just very eerie and mm-hmm. upsetting and in, in multiple ways, both with murder and just the incompetency of the authorities. But yeah. Yeah. I, I I kind of felt the same way that you felt um, mm-hmm. watching it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, in like in that when I watched it, I was kind of over un- underwhelmed. Like, oh, you know, I wish I I wish I knew who the killer was. But watching it last night, mm-hmm. I was like, this is a very good movie. Mm-hmm. I yeah, it's it's. I always enjoy when you like you watch something for the first time and you're like, okay, I didn't quite understand it, but then you watch it, I don't know, the second or the third time and you're like, yep, I get mm-hmm. it now. Yeah. Masterpiece. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad you, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad it didn't have this like emotionally scarring effect to where you weren't able to go to sleep last night yeah i was dreading it i was dreading it because i knew how i was after parasite and i was like i don't want to relive that it's just like (laughs) a specific shot of parasite i like cannot let's not even talk about it my bad because i will not sleep (laughs) i won't i have to like actively make my make sure i don't think about that scene because it messed me up and i just don't want to experience it um, but yeah, I was like, I'm coming off of this like emotional experience of Iron Claw. I cannot handle <laughs> <laughs> any more emotions this week. Yeah, yeah. I'm tapped out, <laughs> but it was okay. I made it through the movie. I was fine. I slept great last night. So it's all good. Nice. Okay, cool. Yep. Well, anything else? Nope. That's all I've got. All right. Let's get into next week's assignments. Sounds good. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. So, because we watched the Bling Ring, I so I, I wrote this down while we were watching the Bling Ring, and it's it's I think it's been on my list for a while. Um, it just uh, the Bling Ring made me think of this, and I thought, hey, you know what? Like, yeah, let's let's keep this going. I'm kind of I'm into it. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and give you a show from the early 2000s called The O.C. Ooh. Wait, is that, re- that's not a reality show, is it? Is it a reality no, show? No, it's okay. not, it's not a reality show. I've like, I know the show. I just don't remember the show. I uh, think of it like, I don't know, Gilmore Girls in Orange County, but, uh, Ooh. with more drama. I'm here for it. Yeah. It's like, it's a. It's an artifact of the early 2000s. Yeah. And I've I've seen the first two seasons mm-hmm. and the like I can I can name so many events of the first season of the show. Yeah. That 
I like I like I didn't even watch this show. Like my brother watched this show, but I just kind of like caught episodes randomly. Yeah. Because I was I was like nine or ten years old when this show was airing. Yeah. Uh, but I can name multiple multiple like mm-hmm. whoa events from that first season of this show. So yeah. I'm like I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of excited to watch it. Nice. Well, keeping up with an early two thousands pick. I'm going to give you an early 2000s movie that I feel like will be a great pairing with this. Um, However, I will preface, we might need to make it a content swap after dark, just based on the plot of this movie. All right, that works. Um, If we get deep enough into the OC, then we can, you know, have a little bit more fun with that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I want to give you the movie Girl Next Door. Oh, okay. I've never... I've never seen that. Yes. I saw this probably when I was in high school. It was like, wow, what a movie. <laughs> Is that like a rom- The Girl Next not Door. Not a rom-com. Is that like a teen comedy? Uh, I mean, it's kind, of, it's kind of a like teen rom-com. Oh, yeah. I'm familiar yeah. with this. Uh, I am familiar with this, uh, yeah. with this movie poster. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have not seen this. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, all right. Sounds good. <laughs> I enjoyed it the first time I watched it, so we'll see if I enjoy it again because I've only seen it the one time. Okay, so this will be fun. Um, <laughs> the next, all right, next week we will be doing the OC and, and the, girl the girl next, next door. door. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a fun one. All right. Well, uh, we'll see you then. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Sorry if we sounded a little tired or scattered or whatever. It's just very late. So I know it's almost ten o'clock. Yeah. We'll see you next time. We'll try to record on Sunday during the day, maybe next time. But uh, we'll catch you then. Yep. Bye. Bye.